0: The number one podcast that corporate tenants turn to in In Seattle. Seattle. Relocations, expansions, contractions, subleases, renewals, and redesigns are no problems when these champions are on your side. From the Orion Commercial Partners World Headquarters in In Seattle, Seattle, Washington, Washington. this is the Champions for Corporate Tenants podcast. Now welcoming, your, your champions, champions, your hosts, Gil White and Stephen Cougar.
1: Hello friends, thank you for joining us another episode of Champions for Corporate Tenants. Our topic today is project management, and we're going to be talking about what it is, uh, why it's important to you, if you even need it and uh, how to utilize it. And we've brought in a market expert to uh, help, uh, help discuss today's topic. And uh, I'm going to have Stephen introduce our guest, Amy Sparks.
2: Amy, we're so happy to have you with us today. Amy Sparks is the founder and president of Sparks Management Incorporated. They are a project construction and move management consulting firm serving the greater Puget Sound region. Amy, professionally, has a background of more than 25 years of experience in design, architecture, and project management with an extensive history working on commercial tenant improvement projects both large and small for clients in a range of industries such as academic, research, and hospitality, and of course, everything across the corporate spectrum. Some of Amy's recent projects include the headquarters office relocations for companies like Experience Music Project, the Western Institutional Review Board, LSI Corporation, A Place for Mom, and the ad agency Copacino and Fujicado. Amy, we're thrilled to have you. Why don't we back up a little bit and talk very generally about the service you provide and then we can get into some of the nuances. Does that sound pretty good?
3: Great. Well, thank you very much for having me here. Look forward to it.
2: Well, uh, let's start out with what is project management?
3: Well, a project manager is the person that uh, sets up a project, you know, with the budgets and the schedules and facilitates the client through the entire project process.
2: What does that usually involve?
3: Well, as you know, there's uh, several layers of process in the project Uh, When you're going in to do a a tenant improvement, you've got to have your architect in place, you've got to have your general contractor in place, uh, various other consultants, and of course, get you moved into your new space.
2: I think a question that brokers tend to get is, you know, when does it make sense to get someone with your background involved in a project?
3: To your point about Having your office manager or the facilities manager run the project, it can be very cumbersome from them, and you know they have a day job. So if the tenant can bring me in as soon as possible, I can assist with uh, checking the program, checking if the space is appropriate, helping you develop budgets in a holistic manner so that you're not caught off guard when you get into your project and uh, surprise elements that may pop up. So the earlier, the better. But of course, I can come in at any time with construction management services or move management services.
1: Amy, are your services uh, specific for a particular size of tenant? Will you work with a thousand square foot tenant, a small sort of regional law firm, or will you work with a hundred and fifty thousand square foot corporate headquarters?
3: Absolutely. My uh, clients run the gamut from very small to, to quite large. Uh, the smaller tenant may not only need some advisory services and help them set up the project so that's off to a good start. All the way through large tenant improvements which of course need a lot more strategic planning because the complexities are a lot greater obviously.
1: In any particular industry that you work with or do you run the gamut?
3: Well, I have a pretty wide um, broad base of clients from higher education, hospitality, research and development. I have a, I have a pretty wide range of clients.
2: You know, one of the things that seems to come up whenever I try to introduce a third-party service provider into the process is, so, okay, Stephen, you think I should hire a project manager, how much are they going to cost? How would you answer that, Amy? You know, how are you usually paid on the projects that you're working on?
3: Um, most commonly, it's paid through the tenant improvement allowances. So your broker, uh, Stephen or Gail, would negotiate that um, that the fees would be paid through those uh, tenant improvement allowances. Um, if that's not possible, then uh, my clients pay me directly.
2: That makes a lot of sense. There's so much happening right now in the current construction environment. And uh, you know we're seeing a lot of things get delayed because there's so much activity in the marketplace. Just You know, in the spirit of of being really relevant right now, what are a couple things that you've had to counsel your clients on, you know, as they relate to the current environment out there? What are things that that just can't be overlooked?
3: Well, fortunately for all of us, uh, this town is very busy, the state is very busy. That means that planning is critical. If you don't have a plan and have things um, timed out, you could get into uh, trouble with. you know, hiring your your the contractor that you want, they may be too busy. The architect that you want, they may be too busy. Uh, going to the city with permits, the city's the uh, the permit department is extremely busy and backlogged. So it's it's really critical that you have a plan and that you uh, plan appropriate with the with the timelines that are going to work. And uh, you want to make sure, just because time is tight, you don't take uh, second-rate uh, contractors or um, subcontractors. So it's it's critical to to make sure you're you're uh, adequately and uh, looking at your project with the with the best plan possible. Yeah, there's
2: probably some items in every project that they have longer lead times as well. Uh, you know, the, what are some things that that people better be on top of if they're planning a relocation? can you give us a couple of examples?
3: Sure. They're, the classic long lead items are uh, like the light fixtures, if they're coming from overseas, or carpet, if it's coming from the other side of the country, HVAC units that are backlogged. There are all kinds of things that uh, can slow up a project and uh, design and construction team may not find out until the last minute that those are the, the case or if it's a specialty item. So, it's critical to um, plan appropriately and when those things are being specified to make sure that they are on the shelf if you've got a critical timeline. It's, it's a matter of watching um, all the elements through the design and construction process so that you don't get caught and have to make substitutions that sacrifice um, your budget or your aesthetic.
2: Thank you. It's obvious that you're bringing a lot to your, to your projects, generally speaking, you know, strategic planning scheduling budgetary considerations, but you also bring a lot more you bring relationships don't you um, Could you give us an example of you know how your tentacles reach out into the the construction and architecture and engineering and you know those communities that can help you do a better job for your clients and for your projects
3: The synergy of a project team is insurmountably important um, I've been on project teams that I wish I could just stop it and just pick up the same team and just move it right over to the next project because we're all in sync everybody's utmost professional and talented and trustworthy so having a very deep knowledge of the of the players in town through the design community and the construction and subcontractors and all the other vendors that go into a successful project having a um, a rolodex of trustworthy people is invaluable.
2: It could mean success or failure, probably. So those relationships are really key. Here's something: if your clients could be thinking ahead, and you know, let's just say they haven't entered the process yet, but they're going to be, you know, embarking down the path. What are a couple things that that you wish they were thinking about uh, strategically? Big picture about the next phase of of their company's operation.
3: Uh, a relocation is obviously one of the most um, financially challenging things a company can do. It's disruptive, it interrupts your you know your concentration and interruption potentially to your clients. But one of the things that you can take advantage of during this disruption is is considering. How your current culture is, and if there's some way or how that you'd like to see that culture um, develop differently or be enhanced, uh, maybe it's time to reorganize your your firm or your company so that uh, you're better communicating with one another. it's a, it's a chance to you know throw up the pieces and and reorganize them so that they make better sense going going into the future. I call these projects, you know, people don't move every five years if they're lucky so if you have a move every 10 years even a remodel every 10 years are kind of generational projects and you can really take advantage of of that uh, disturbance and make things better and of course um, change management Uh, that's that's kind of a big broad term these days but change management when it comes to relocation moving is a is a tough thing for a lot of people so how a company communicates to their folks and, and how they, they treat the concerns and uh, involve the employees can make all the difference to a smooth transition or to a very rocky one. And if you have a facilities guy, guy or gal, he will very much appreciate a lot of communication so they don't get barraged with a lot of emails.
1: Amy, I want to get back to um, the strategic plan and, and, and kind of drill down on that one. What What is it that is special about the strategic plan that you put in place um, how do you put it in place? Uh, is a strategic plan nothing more than a checklist I can find off Google? If I Google strategic plan project management, do you deep dive? Let's talk a little bit more about the strategic plan and, and what you do and how it's different.
3: The strategic plan is uh, basically your roadmap through the project process. So it is uh, comprised, it's typically comprised of a schedule and the schedule Uh, Is used with simple tools, as simple as uh, Excel or something more complex as a Microsoft project. And it uh, outlines uh, all the critical path and detail from the beginning to the end. And it is then used as a benchmark to make sure that you're staying on uh, schedule. The budget is the other extremely critical part. And I use a budgeting tool that is very comprehensive and can capture all the costs associated with the uh, design and construction of your project, of the tenant improvement from uh, soft costs, which are the fees and the furniture and the phones and uh, AV and all the other uh, things that go along with the project to the hard costs, which are all the construction costs, things associated. So, and again, that then serves as a benchmark to use to make sure that things stay on target and along with that budget I always if I'm allowed to always keep in some sort of a contingency in that budget so that uh, you are planning for the unforeseen conditions if you don't spend it that's great and if you do and get surprised something comes up in on the job site or a long lead item that you have to substitute costs more you're covered and it's not a surprise you plan for it so that's my approach is is uh, planning for the unforeseen and getting a nice, strong uh, schedule and budget together so that everybody's clear and the project can march forward.
1: So is, is that kind of assembled after one meeting? Can you do this within an hour? Or does this take uh, numerous meetings to where you sit down with them and really kind of uh, understand their business operations, how they're going to use the space?
3: Well, on a larger client, it's uh, much more interactive, and it could take time because when I start asking the questions to be able to develop that schedule and budget, the client may not know all the answers. They may not know what has been allocated for capital improvements that year. They have to find it. They don't know if they're going to have to buy new task chairs that year. They have to do some research, and and I'll ask the questions for them to be able to get me those answers. The schedule's a little bit more definitive because you've got a lease timeline typically, and we've got a you know, get you in and get you out or get you out and get you in. It's probably closer to it. So it, it's a little bit easier to define and you start high and, and drill down into the weeds as you get into the details.
1: So this strategic plan really is the roadmap, both on on the timetable, the timeline, as well as the budget.
3: I don't care if you're 1,000 square feet or um, 300,000 square feet. You've got to have a timeline, a schedule, and a budget put together for For any kind of success in your project, you've got to know where you're going.
1: Amy, how can people get hold of you? How can our listeners uh, find you, learn more about your services, uh, reach out to you, um, find some of the information that you have?
3: My uh, company name is Sparks Management, and uh, my website is www.sparksmgmt.com. And you can, of course, call me direct. My phone number is 206 344 Eight zero nine nine, and I believe you can reach me on this podcast.
1: Well, Amy, thank you for being with us today and discussing project management. I know it was extremely helpful to our listeners. I think some of the key takeaways for me, at least, Stephen. I don't know about you, but it was the you know strategic plan and really ensuring that you have that plan in place. That it's not something you can pull off Google and check boxes. That you really need a deep dive into it to ensure that you have the right roadmap for the budget. And for the timeline, how about you?
2: You Yeah, you know, for me, it was not just getting someone involved to oversee the process and the budget and things like that, but getting the right person. You know, what I learned today that you know, if, if your project manager has got a deep rolodex of relationships throughout the community, people that can come together to make sure that your you know new space is successful that's a recipe for success. That's what I want. And that's certainly, you know, the, the type of thing I want to recommend to my clients. So, so, that yeah, it was great having this topic. What a relevant topic for our listeners.
1: Well, you know how to get hold of us. Look at the program notes. All the contact information is there. As always, until next time, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Champion for Corporate Tenants podcast. The corporate real estate industry in Seattle is their domain so you can be sure that they will be serving up valuable insights and topics topics. in each and every episode of Champions for Corporate Tenants. You can also listen to previous episodes of this podcast at www.orioncp.com. Thanks for listening, Seattle.